Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I am Sam Pavada, and once again, joined by our uh, guest co-host this week, Jeremiah Wood. What's up, Jeremiah? What's going on, Sam? It's it's great to be back. Uh, you know, when you texted me earlier and said we got to run it back, and I'm just hoping that this could be like a Patriots kind of run it back, not like a Chiefs one. Oh, yeah. Hot take. Yeah, hot well, take. Not so hot take, but yeah, our uh, our our good uh, friend Brandon is off again this week. He's been uh, traveling and uh, whatnot. So, you know, wishing the best. We will see him later in the week, and we will be back. But Jerry's back. We're running it back. And yes. Busy, not so busy. Weird time of the sports calendar right now. It's the worst time of the year because there's just. Like it's that weird time doesn't really feel like it's happening kind of thing in between the end of the Super Bowl and the beginning of baseball season, which I mean, there's basketball and hockey going on and college basketball, but it still doesn't feel like anything's happening. It's everything go in the sport, uh, I guess in general, because we're in the Northeast and the weather, but everything goes so slow this time of year. And it's because like spring, you know, we'll get to spring training baseball today. It started, mm-hmm. but it's like so far from the start of the season and we're in the middle of the basketball season and free you know there's no combine free agency has is still a month or so away yeah it's it's weird man and then i mean like and then obviously everything is it's like multiplied and more intense because of you know the pandemic still happening so it's even more noticeable how like blah this time of year is yeah so we're gonna we'll spice it up for you Yes. And uh, thank you for listening to the Chasing Points podcast. And remember to, uh, you know, uh, subscribe and download, as the the kids say, and leave those five star reviews. And uh, they go a long way to to helping us. And that's that's great. So thanks for listening. And I, I guess we'll start it off with the big news of the week, Jerry, is, you know, at this point, the reaction of, you know, one of, if not the best golfer of all time, Tiger Woods, 45-year-old, was in a car accident on Tuesday morning in California, and uh, he had multiple open fractures to his lower mm. leg, had a rod placed in his tibia, tibia, and screws and pins inserted in his foot and just shattered his ankle. Um, you have initial thoughts of, you know, I guess we've co- news has come a long way from that shocking new you know breaking news report tuesday and and where we are now so initial thoughts it's just i mean it's crazy and i mean obviously it wasn't as bad as what happened with kobe but i kind of almost got like a little kobe vibe from it because you just you see this picture of his the car that was in the accident you're seeing tiger woods was involved in this terrible accident broke both legs and it's like what like i looked around i was like what what is like what is going on like it, it kind of took me it was like waves like oh my god tiger woods got into a really bad car accident and it's like the furthest thing from my mind was is he ever going to golf again because it's I, I hope so because golf is always so much more exciting when tiger's involved but it's like i just hope this guy is just okay period right you know it's it's weird you mentioned the kobe thing and like it's such a it's you know i feel like cable news news you know sports center espn and in general was there's so much unknown with that situation you see uh 
you know tiger woods car upside down mm-hmm. in a in a ditch essentially and you don't you don't know what to make of it and you know were they bracing for potentially awful news like that or you know i i don't i'm a journalist i i went to school for journalism the first thing i learned about journalism is live news is doesn't necessarily mean it's good news or or it's live news isn't is awful in the sense of like how it how it's conveyed how what it is getting the the act you know the actual relevant facts out there and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you just amplified in today's Twitter world. So there were a million crazy takes and just rumors and whatnot. And as, essentially it, it end, ended with, you know, multiple, you know, basically broke both his legs and and uh, shattered his ankle. And, you know, he's you, you top that with with the you know awful back pain that he's had and mm-hmm. injuries throughout the, you know, his career and. Yeah, golf's the furthest thing from from his mind, I'm sure. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, I I don't know. It's just like it it was. It still like kind of doesn't feel real to me. That's like why I kind of get the Kobe vibe from it. Because like even still now, a year later, it still doesn't feel real to me that Kobe Bryant's gone. It's like Tiger Woods got in this bad car accident, and I may never watch it. Like a right. Sunday, a, a Sunday at Augusta with Tiger Woods in the lead, going for a green jacket again, and then it's like. I don't even care about that. Like, I hope this guy can like walk again. Yeah. Can get like through life without being in excruciating pain. You know, there were rumors that, that he may not play in, in this year's masters, which is, you know, just coming up in like six weeks or so, seven weeks. And, uh, you know, because of that back pain and, and all, all those injuries that he's had, I, I feel like that 2019 masters was kind of like that swan song the redemption tour was like he he finally he he climbed the mountain again yes and and i mean like if that is the last major tiger like like a major tiger moment like i think that's a good one to kind of ride off into the sunset on like yeah he's not gonna who who has the record is it jack nicholas has the record for most majors i mean he's not gonna catch him but at the same time it's like that lasting image of Tiger Woods winning the green jacket one more time. It's like, I think that is a good enough kind of like, it's okay if he decides like, you know what, like I can't ever golf again because of this injury or these injuries. And I think, I think the, his fans should be okay with that. Uh, yeah. I think, I think if you're a Tiger Woods fan and you followed him, I mean, since 97 or even before that, you know, for the die, die hard fans, but um, I, I think you kind of know that he was never going the fact that he won the masters two years ago and the way that he did it mm-hmm. um, was such a, an incredible feat and a great memory. What, you know, one of the fa- favorite golf memories I've ever had tigers, a huge reason why I play golf, why I love sports and why as a 11 year old in 1997, I was like just infatuated with the game of golf because he made it, cool to to play golf in a way you know and then you also have like a generation of people like i mean i'm not necessarily the biggest golf fan but like tiger woods kind of tune in for tiger if i if tiger is in contention on sunday i'm i'm on twitter at least keeping an eye on it i'll put cbs on in the background and then i mean you also have tiger woods had his own golf game that was this major selling thing like tiger woods is like 
is, is like is golf to me and it's i mean like again it just doesn't feel real that like he's probably not gonna golf again yeah you know i i would say never say never with him just because of his very public you know determination and mm-hmm. and you know that will to to fight and you know who knows what he's thinking i'm sure you know i I just said before it's the furthest thing from his mind, but I don't think that's true. I'm sure he's already trying to figure it out. Um, you know, the coverage of the crash, we kind of touched on a little bit. There were a lot of different, you know, again, live news. You're just trying to sort out information and facts and whatnot and get yeah. to the bottom of it. But it was almost like that eulogy of him. But then mm-hmm. there, there was also the other side of this where you know he's publicly gotten into a couple high profile incidents with cars right so yes in 2009 the famous he crashed his escalate into a fire hydrant and a tree leaving his house at 2 30 a.m after getting into a fight with his wife and led to their divorce right two days Mm -hmm. earlier the national Enquirer, you know broke news about him having an affair and then there was you know and and that's well documented and and yeah. in 2017 that dui arrest where he had painkillers and sleep drugs and you know pot or you know sub you know something an active ingredient of marijuana in yeah. the system right so yeah <laughs> it's it's one of it's i it's i hate to it's like you always have that thought like oh god like i hope you i hope there wasn't some sort of contributing factor to this accident. Like you, you almost hope it was just like, I mean, just like a regular car accident, but like that, that thought does unfortunately creep into your mind a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it had to it, you know, and it was seven 30 in the morning, you know, California time. And you're hope you're hoping that wasn't the case. And it, it, it seems like he's been cleared of all of that. They don't, um, you know, it was just a really bad car accident. It's a dangerous road. It sounds like. Yeah. And he was just going really fast and, you know, you know, fortunately, it do, it doesn't seem like anyone else was hurt, and and that's and that's great at least. Um, yes. So, a, a really cool tribute today. I, I didn't I didn't watch the WGC Workday Championship, mm-hmm. but several golfers on the on the tour today. I don't know if you saw this. All wore red. Um, yes. To to I, commemorate Tiger. I actually I I did see that as I was kind of doing a little research before we started recording this, and also uh. The guy who won Colin, I'm going to probably butcher his last name, Morikawa. He actually paid tribute to Tiger and said, I don't think we say thank you enough. So I want to say thank you to Tiger after he won the tournament. So if you're not familiar with Tiger Woods, which, you know, I'm not sure. I think that was a big part of the coverage of this story, right? Is like even our like, you know, everyone knows about Tiger Woods in one way or the other. They may not follow golf but they know he's just an icon. And so that led to kind of the, the intense news coverage, but tiger wears red on Sundays and he wears usually like a red Nike top and, and black slacks. And you saw that today. You saw, you know, a lot of golfers, his peers wearing, you know, that signature tiger red on, on championship Sunday. So that, that was really cool to see. And, Tiger actually, so like maybe a half hour ago, he actually tweeted about it. And so he said, yeah, he said, it's hard to explain how touching today was when I turned on the TV and saw all the red shirts to every golfer and every fan, you are truly helping me get through this tough time. So, I mean, that's cool that 
you know, Tiger is able to watch and not just watch and like sit there and recover, but to see all of his peers paying tribute to, you know, like this is, it's like the closest thing to Tiger's uniform red on Sundays. That's, 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 you're going for the clinch. Yeah. That that's such a, that's such a big deal. Um, And it's got to make him feel good. He's certainly a living legend, especially in the, in the golf world. So, you know, we wish him the, the best of luck on that rehab and, and, you know, just to see, I forgot to mention this, you know, there was video a couple of weeks ago of him hitting golf balls with his son. Yes. Um, so you see that. And he, I don't know how old his son is like nine, 10 years old. Maybe I'm not, not sure, but um, you know, that the future is bright in golf with a lot of great stars now. And, and who knows if uh, you know what his, if his son decides to play pro golf, like look out, man. I would say he, he would have, he would have like the greatest coach ever. Yeah. And just like, you know, his uh, tiger's dad was a huge influence on his life and his golf game. And I can only see, you know, tiger doing that same thing for his son. So that would be it really cool to see but we wish them the best of luck and if there's an alex smith type ben hogan type turnaround for this guy you know we're we'll certainly be rooting for you and we can get into all the other stuff another day but yeah um, you know best of luck tiger and we uh you know hopefully we could see him one day but if not hell of a hell of a career tied for 82 i keep on ending this segment and keep on at it at the same time. <laughs> uh 82 tied for 82 career wins with sam sneed that's a crazy man wow yeah so best of luck tiger you know an ongoing theme on this show in the last couple of weeks we've been doing what we call the qb carousel mm-hmm. we've touched on matt stafford jared golf changing teams and last week i think we talked about big ben roethlisberger and carson wentz and Today, it's another star quarterback disgruntled with their organization. The Seattle Seahawks QB Russell Wilson hasn't quite requested a trade yet, Jerry, but reportedly has grown really frustrated with the franchise and more importantly, uh, their offense, which for the last couple of years years was run by one of our favorite offensive coordinators. (laughs) (laughs) I get like... Brian Sean Hubbard. I get a little like PTSD when I think about the Brian Schottenheimer Jets offenses of like, was that like 2000? I know it was 2009 and 2010 for yeah. sure. And I, I don't blame Russ for being frustrated. I don't blame him one bit, but like my thing is, is trying to trying to look at this from the outside, take both his perspective and the team's perspective into consideration. Like I'm not a hundred percent sold that he is going to get traded i think it's at best is 50 50 and even it's hard yeah because whatever team would have to take him has to have enough cap space to be able to or to be able to have the cap space to handle you know the hit that his contract is gonna bring with it yeah i don't think that i don't think the seahawks are in any rush to trade him his cap hits 39 million dollars um how you know the media's kind of run crazy with this story his agent allegedly has you know said that he wants to be traded to the cowboys saints raiders or the bears i'm assuming that's true espn's reporting that we don't really know how where russ stands on this is it really just like he wants more you know the let russ cook mantra has been 
you know, gaining some momentum last couple of years. He's had some great runs within the season, but then turns back into like, you know, a pumpkin at times. I was, I mean, at the beginning of this season, he, he was on fire. Like it was yeah. like, a, it felt like a couple games in a row. He had like five touchdowns and then just kind of, I don't want to say average quarterback, but certainly came back to earth. Like I remember it was a big deal that, you know, it's not the most important thing in the world, but I'm pretty sure at one point this season, Madden made him a 99 overall. Oh, really? Yeah. I think he was in the 99 club for a minute and then kind of just, I don't even want to say like crashed earth, but kind of dropped down. And you could tell the offense is just like, I don't know what it's missing. Cause they have, he has some weapons running back. Obviously he can move around and do things with his legs, but it's just, I, I don't know what, what, like what it is that's missing to make them take that step to be an elite offense. Yeah. Is it, is it just the scheme? I mean, I think Chris Carson's their running backs, a free agent, but you know, he's, he's been really productive for like a seventh round draft pick. Yeah. The line, you know, I think that line, you know, I don't know everyone on that offensive line. It could every offensive line in football could get better, even the great ones. So that's probably a point of contention, maybe. I don't know. They had DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett. And I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't know if it's really just a scheme thing. And it seems like there were reports that he like stormed out of meetings because he wanted to be more involved in the offense. And I don't know. The guys won the Super Bowl for you. He took you to another one, and there was a boneheaded call on the goal line that cost him a second super bowl so yeah you know i i don't know what to really think of this i guess if he wants out he'll get his way Uh, we just really don't know if if that's what he's thinking right now yeah and i'm mean if you look at the four teams that he listed i think realistically only two of them would be in I think like legitimate play to land him because the Saints ESP ESPN has them projected to be like between 65 and 70 million over the cap for this upcoming season. So that kind of wow. that takes yeah. them out. The Cowboys, you know, they I mean anything's possible with, with Jerry Jones, but at the same time it seems like they are committed to bringing Dak Prescott back and kind of making him their guy. So you look at the Raiders the Raiders, I think, would make the most sense because I I think they're up and coming and they don't have to shed a lot of uh, – they won't have a lot of dead money from their two quarterbacks they have on roster between Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. It's only like $2.5 in dead money. So I could see the Raiders. The Bears, are, I think, would be the sexier pick for Russell Wilson because it's like, you know, it's Chicago. But I don't think they have – I don't think the Bears have – the equity to make the trade because it's not like you could do a QB swap where Seattle, like who's Seattle going to take Nick Foles. Right. And yeah, the assets aren't there and, and Chicago's traded away a couple number ones just to get Khalil Mack and mm-hmm. that you could see how that's really set them back and, you know, trading picks for Mitchell Trubisky and, and that now not having Mitchell Trubisky, it's just been a mess. Kind of, you know, I'm not, We've, we've talked about it on this podcast. I'm not really a fan of Ryan Pace, the GM there, um, yeah. or, or Matt Nagy, the head coach. But how desperate is Chicago for a quarterback? You know, how many first-round picks would it, would it take to get Russell Wilson? I mean, if Watson's three they're talking about, he's he's right. I think I'd rather have Watson. I think um, Wa- 
10 I would out take, of 10 times. But I would take Watson just because he's also younger, less yeah, miles on right. him. I think if Watson, it's going to take at least three first-round picks, I would say Seattle would probably score at least two and like some, some mid-rounders. It's, it, I mean, Chicago, I could see making the desperation play because Ryan Pace needs something to Keep save his job. his job, and so would Matt Nagy. But would Seattle – I mean, well, obviously, if Seattle can get two first-round picks from you have to at least consider it. I think the best fit would – I mean, in a perfect world, the best fit would be the Saints, and end of discussion. I agree he would with take that. A, it, but that cap is a nightmare, and I feel like every year it's a nightmare for the Saints. So that I think that kind of takes them out of the equation. So I think Vegas would be the best fit, in my opinion, in terms of just like what the – the Seahawks could get back. And I mean, the Raiders for as much as a joke as they've been, they, they were, they were feisty last year. They beat the chiefs. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they've had, they've had some big moments. John Gruden's such a quarterback guy. And it's just Mm -hmm. hard to believe that he still is happy with Derek Carr under center for them. So I'm really wondering if he's pounding the table to Mike Mayock to say like, bring in, you know, he they've been they've been tied to every major quarterback move in the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, again, what what do they trade? I don't really know what their draft capital is, but is there like a Henry Ruggs involved? Is there other like key players, you know, position players that they could throw in there? And I mean, maybe do they also kind of take a little bit out of like the Detroit L.A. trade where they, they send uh, Derek Carr in that trade, too? I feel like you could see some, you might see some pressure from the ownership. What's it? Mark Davis as well, too, just because they have this big brand new stadium right on the strip in Vegas. And it's like, put Russell Wilson's face on that and you're going to sell more tickets. You're going to have more, more eyes during uh, like on TV when they're playing. I think I could, and that would be such like a Davis move too. Cause I mean, kind of in the same shoes as his father, where it was just, just win baby win. And I could kind of, I think if he was going to get traded and I'm still not even a hundred percent sure that I'm like 50, 50 at best, I think Vegas would be the spot. Yeah. I mean, and you know, he's married to uh, Sierra, the, the, you know, pop hip hop, pop artist. And it's been rumored that she just wants a bigger market too. Who knows if that's true. Um, But that would be a, you know, Vegas, the lights of Vegas. That's, that's huge for the both both of them and to put Russ's face on a giant billboard on that, you know, it's right outside the strip. Right. So it's like, you're driving from the airport. You see it. Yes. You know, I haven't been there since it was built, obviously. I mean, pandemic stopped a lot of that, but Mm -hmm. um, it's right. It's right. It's on the way to the strip. So from the airport, I think. Yeah. I think you'll see it. Like if you're taking a plane into Vegas, I believe you see it the where the golden knights play that's on that's right. like right off the strip but the the what's it uh the the raiders stadium allegiant, allegiant that is yeah. i think it's a bit off a little a bit more off the strip yeah so that that'll be fun just to have Russ, football in vegas but <laughs> the russell I mean, wilson in vegas too that i i think they and i think they would make some noise in the west too i think they could actually compete with the chiefs in that division or they go nine and seven and they have a wild card exit, just yeah. like the Seahawks have for the last X amount of years. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep you, uh, 
keep you uh you know updated so your your take is he's not going anywhere i think if it, it gun to my head today i say probably not because you have him under contract for three more years why not try and appease him a little bit and say all right russ like you're gonna be involved in game plan every week and you know we'll take in your opinion into consideration on uh free agency moves and draft moves like what do you think what do you think and see if maybe that kind of puts him in a better mood and just in a better headspace to maybe the Seahawks can you know run back at the Super Bowl yeah I I I think he stays put to I I don't see that I don't see the front office of Seattle Pete Carroll and, and Josh Schneider who are just revered in this league as you know just culture and and great uh you know great front office people or Snyder is letting this happen yeah and it's not going to go the way of the Texans with Deshaun Watson I can't see I can't see that happening ownership won't let that happen uh yeah so so do they appease it you know I don't know if he's in he's game planning every week but you know I think they'll do what they need to do to make him happy yeah, I mean, maybe not be like, you know, have at least take his what he thinks they should do and then kind of go from there, like have him be involved in the process. Maybe not necessarily like have him like calling every single play, but at least take into consideration what he would like to do week by week so that, you know, they can keep him happy. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll keep you updated. It's there's you you look at the NFL landscape and the quarterback landscape right now and it it really it could be half of the teams in this league will have a new quarterback by the yeah. time uh you know season starts which is just insane between free agency the draft and all these trades so uh you know well who knows what quarterback we'll be talking about next week but that's <laughs> that's been qb carousel all right <laughs> coming up we have our our favorite segment on the show jeremiah are you ready Yes. It's do you care? Okay. Something we haven't talked at all about, and really national media has just beginning to start to talk about, is been the Utah Jazz. You know, the the best record in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, 26 and 6. They've won 22 of the last 25 games and haven't lost a home game since uh, December. Jeremiah, do you care? Yeah, I do care. I think this kind of so this feels like they're figuring figuring it out and like figuring out how to be a like a legit threat to win the West. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's averaging twenty four and a half points a game, and if the season ended today, that'd be a career high. Rudy Gobert is averaging fourteen points and thirteen point four total rebounds a game, and it feels like, and especially after they just blew out the Lakers, it feels like they could they could give the Lakers more than just a run for their money. If the uh, come playoff time. Yeah. It's, it's starting to look that way. I mean, most points per game in the West, they've allowed the fewest points per game in the West. It's, you know, it's great to see Gobert and Mitchell who had that little falling out when Gobert, you know, very publicly was probably the first, I think the first athlete to get COVID right. Public or, you know, publicly known to get covid yeah and after the whole microphone thing that stupid incident with the microphones and just being a complete jackass and mm-hmm. uh, him and mitchell really were at odds during the you know lockout or you know the stoppage of play and i you know it seems like they mended things when they were in the bubble together 
But yeah, yeah this team's just they blew out the Lakers this week. Uh, it's just wild to see. And I mean, you do at least have to take that win. I mean, you it's a huge win, but you you also have to look at it from like Anthony Davis wasn't on the court. The Lakers are a much different team with Anthony Davis on the court than they are without him. So it'll be interesting to see when he's back fully healthy come playoff time, if they can kind of keep this trend up of just steamrolling them. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, best team, best record in the NBA right now. And and Donovan Mitchell, I've brought this up on this podcast a number of times, still breaks my heart because I wanted him to be a Nick so mm-hmm. freaking badly. And we drafted Frank Nitlakina and then Phil Jackson decided like two days later to quit. And it drives me nuts. And I, yes, I'm that kind of Knicks fan and I love the NBA draft. And here I am without Donovan Mitchell. And it breaks my heart. I, I, I listen, I understand. I think you said, you actually said this to me last week too. (laughs) I say this, I say this to Brandon all the time. We send each, uh, you and I have been sending each other like highlight, you know, highlights of, you know, Donovan Mitchell for years and having this conversation, it drives me crazy, man. I hate it. It's, I mean, it's a bummer, especially because you look at all the players that like, at least, at least in the last like 10 years that the Knicks have missed out on by like a pick or two. Yeah. Like, I mean, famously Steph Curry. I was going to say Steph Curry is the one that just immediately pops into my mind and just thinking like, it's like, could you imagine Steph Curry? I mean, well, I don't want to imagine it because he would have never panned out. We would have screwed him up. Yeah. His, like, yeah. his, I remember his ankle problem that was an issue when he first got into the league that would have never been rectified. And Steph Curry would, we would always be looking like, man, what if he played like he did when he was at Davidson? Yeah, it's yeah, you're right. We would have found some way to just screw that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Mitchell was on the board for the Knicks, so it wasn't even like we missed him by one. But yeah, I digress. Do you, you know, we talked about this last week with the Anthony Davis industry in injury and we'll get to to that in a second but revising your pick here do you think the lakers are still the team to beat in the west yes just because they're the defending champion and their roster i mean once anthony davis comes back healthy their roster is better than it was last year when they won they and i think they'll also be better when not the entire, you know, game plan is running through LeBron. Right. And, and I mean, like I have no I have shorter a take, either. Dennis yeah. Shorter, and I, so. I have a take about that, you know, when we, when we cut in, in a few minutes, but when Anthony Davis, I mean, like I said before, Anthony Davis is a big missing piece. And I mean, maybe come postseason time with Anthony Davis, the jazz still throttle them and none of what I'm saying matters, but until he's back, it's like great win. Like, like right. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I guess we could just get into that now. Since Anthony Davis was hurt on Valentine's Day, not including tonight's game, they're playing the the uh, they're playing the Warriors. The Lakers are playing the Warriors tonight, and it's mm-hmm. almost the end of the first half, and the Lakers are up sixty-two to thirty-nine. Just for context, there, but they're two and five since AD got hurt, including that game. Uh, you know, Dennis Schroeder has also been out the the game. The team has been running through LeBron um, to very, 
you know, it's it's something we've seen a lot from LeBron throughout his time without having a lot of help. So I I agree with you. I think this team will, you know, we kind of alluded to it last week. I think this team will tread water. Yeah. And be okay. I thought they would be playing better. They've had some awful losses in the stretch and hopefully they can tread water, be a three, four, five seed. And when AD's healthy, just be super scary in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Lakers fan, you at least have to be a little concerned. You have the concern has to sneak in watching them play right now. Cause it's like, to me, it almost looks like the Lakers did that first season with LeBron where they were just kind of like when he was on the court, he was playing great, but you know, that they couldn't win the games. And then Anthony Davis came and all of a sudden they win a championship. And I know obviously the roster was tweaked a little bit in between uh, those two seasons, but it's still, it's kind of giving me that same vibe that LeBron can't do this alone. And he needs that other like mega star to be his, like, I don't even want to say the Batman to his Robin, like the Batman to his Superman. Right. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's still playing at, you know, an elite level. He's still LeBron James. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to just see this guy continue, especially at his age and the minutes he's logged in his career, just continue to just be this beast. Um, But yeah, it's, it's going to take a lot without AD there. He just commands such a presence at, you know, in that front court there. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're going to tread water and be okay. And hopefully AD is healthy. And, and if he's not, then it's a know, problem. This, this is going to be a problem. And they've committed such assets to, to AD and, and to this team, because they've traded away, they trade away Lonzo, they trade away Brandon Ingram, who's, you know, you look at him and he could be the next Kevin Durant. He's just so long and, Mm-hmm. can do so many things and you know it he has his moments where it looks like that's happening and then he's got moments where it just it doesn't but they've traded away so many draft picks and these pick swaps and i mean the clippers are in the same boat with uh you know what they traded away to get paul george to add to Kawhi, and you know and the nets with with harden that you know they're just committed to these lineups for the time being and for foreseeable future because they don't have any assets to trade. So yeah, I don't even know what, how the Lakers could acquire another player. I don't think their next, their the next first round pick they can trade is like 2027 or something like that. Oh God. Yeah. Cause you can't trade in back to back years. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, an NBA 2K, you just turn that rule off, but <laughs> you can't do that. Can't do that in the, <laughs> In real life. In real life. So it's just wild. I so Lakers still coming out of the uh the West in your opinion. Did I ask you this question? Uh I yeah, I, I think you kind of I think hot you kind take. of I th- hot take. I still think the I think Lakers, you said gun to your head, right? Gun, yeah. gun to my head today. I'll still t- I mean again, jazz proved me wrong, but I think gun to my head today, Anthony Davis is that much of an X factor that the series will be awesome. It'll be awesome. I could see it going seven games, but I think Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they'll, they'll, they'll slug their way out of that to kind of win that heavyweight battle. If it came to it. Nice. Any other standouts from the first half of the NBA season? I mean, just our boy, you know, our, bo- go our boy, Julius Randall. <laughs> there you go. Our boy, Julius Randall. 
Kentucky guy. Talking about Lakers, right? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, again, this is the bar is set so low for the two of us because we are Knicks fans, but the Knicks are 500 right now. And I sent that vi- I sent a video to you, I think it was last night, of Knicks fans just going nuts outside of the garden. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to get on them that they're celebrating like that for a 500 team because – Man, it's been so long. It's the Knicks tape feels Knicks tape feels like a lifetime ago. That's yeah. We talked about that last week, but yeah, Julius. It's been it's been cool to see the Knicks like Tibbs, you know, coaching defense, and you know they're kind of in it, and they're they're not, but they're they're there. You know, if if the season ended today, we wouldn't the Knicks pick wouldn't be in the lottery. They own the Mavericks pick, which would be, but mm-hmm. the Knicks would not be in the lottery, and that's crazy. I mean, like, listen, you know what? I think I understand, like, like basketball, if you're not in the playoffs, if you're not, like, an elite team, you almost want to be in the lottery to just yep. help rebuild your team faster. But at the same time, I mean, like, I, I don't know what it is because, like, I was still too young when the Knicks were really good, like those years with um, with like the Patrick Ewing years. There's just a certain, like a different kind of electricity when the Knicks are good. And like right now they're kind of okay. And it's like, like I said, that video, like people are wiling out outside of the garden. It's like, so I want the Knicks to be good again so badly that I'm okay with them kind of just being young and spry and in the mix. Yeah, no, that'd be a great thing to see. And it's been fun watching these games and quickly and, you know, having Derek Rose back and actually Mm -hmm. healthy and playing and, and again, seeing RJ Barrett have moments of, you know, oh, yeah, there's that guy at, from Duke, you know. Uh, so that, that's been fun to see, too. And it's also crazy that, I mean, like we're talking about the Knicks being 500 when the Nets have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Yeah. And they just get no that same reaction to a Knicks win. You don't get that with the Nets because it's like, do the Nets really have fans for such a good team? Ooh, see. The the guy you're sitting in for today is a huge <laughs> Nets fan. So I won't tell him you gonna, said that. This is gonna be awkward. It's gonna get weird. Yeah. Jeremiah has been canceled. No, <laughs> no, seriously, one thing stand out is I mean, KD's still hurt. Uh how many games has has this big three played together? I really hope Harden and, and Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant are all healthy come time for the playoffs i'd love i or just immediately because i really like have liked what i've seen even though they're not playing any defense they've gotten yeah. a little better at it but they're at a historically bad pace at one point but yeah i mean with with that many like i mean mega stars on the team and I, I mean at least two I, I i do you consider Kyrie like a mega star yeah I, okay so you have, yeah i mean uh, he's kind he's like right on the cusp. Yeah. yeah so it's like I mean, you have KD, you have Harden, and you have Kyrie, and it's like I want to see them kind of get the chance to really mesh and become like a cohesive unit because I think I said it last week, my finals prediction would be Lakers-Nets, and it would be a bummer if just like KD is kind of hurt and they never get the chance to really gel. Yeah, it's they need to get on the court and play together. Obviously, they've played a lot together. They're all friends. They've known each Mm -hmm. other a long time. It, it almost kind of reminds me of like, and not this, it's not the same because this team, I mean, the Nets haven't won anything yet, but like kind of at the beginning of the the big three era in Miami, right? how LeBron, Wade, and Chris Bosh, it took them, it took them a, a little bit to kind of get on the same page. And then once they did, they, you know, four straight finals. 
the only difference there is they all three of them were on the court. And yes. It's still, I don't even know, but it's only been a handful of games that all three of them have played together. So we, we'll see there, at, you know, other state, I, Joel Embiid has completely like just surprised me. The guy finally has seems like he's gotten into shape and conditioning's always been a problem and he's always been hurt. And, you know, he's just a, a monster, like a monster. It's been insane to watch him. He's, I, I mean, he, he's like, like, it's like a throwback. He's like a throwback, like just yeah. big bully center. And I'm, I'm glad can shoot threes. Yes, exactly. It's like you got the you got the the center who can you know he's gonna beat you up in the post, but can hit a three. And also, Ben Simmons playing good. Ben Simmons hit a hit a three last night, I think. So yeah. I mean, that's awesome too. Ben Simmons alert. I, I don't know what the 76ers though. I just I feel like they're always kind of there, but then they run into Boston in the playoffs, and Boston just has their number. Yeah, even though Boston's you know teetering around five hundred two. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, they have Doc Rivers now in, in Philadelphia, and he's just notorious for those second round up, you know, exits. So it'd be that'll, that'll be a fun, that's a fun team to watch. Miami's, Miami's fun to watch. Giannis, and you, you can't count the Bucks out, certainly. Um, I think, I, I think the, 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 the East will, for the first time in a while, it feels like the East will be fun and not just like it's LeBron, whatever team LeBron is on is going to go right. to the finals. I, I mean, Giannis, I, I, I don't know how he could overcome the Nets, but I mean, maybe he finally has his moment in the playoffs. I don't count out Jimmy Butler just because of how he, you know, I mean, it was a team effort last year, but I felt like he was really willing the heat to the finals. Those, those finals games, um, and I think it was game, was it game five that they, he will just he just completely talk about put a team on his back and he's hurt and yeah and just it's been it, he's he's great man it's i love that attitude i love i love jimmy butler he's and one of my like, favorites he's like such a maniac too i think it was right after so they lost it was like wednesday night or whatever and by friday afternoon he was in or like friday morning i should say because it was probably super early he's in the gym getting ready for this now season yeah it's you know that's that's what defines a you know, a winner and, and, you know, just a guy to put it all on his back kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we're coming up on the all-star break and uh, you're going to watch the all-star game. Are you an all-star uh, game guy? I usually keep an eye. I'll flip it back and forth just because it's like, I mean, especially this year, it feels like nobody really wants to play it. Yeah. Because of, you know, COVID and everything like that, but it's sports It'll be fun because it's just such a it's a highlight show. It's just just everyone just dunking and shooting threes and not playing much of any defense. So I'll probably watch just so because it'll be I'm guessing a Sunday night something to watch because you know there's nothing on right now. Yeah, I think it's March seventh. So be what a week from today. Oh yeah, it's a week from today. So okay. um, yeah, that'll I I like the All Star Game. I know it gets a lot of crap. And you know the skills competition is all fun, and I I like the new format for the All Star Game. So, and and just it's gonna be weird without the festivities. There's always really you know sneaker drops and just a really cool culture coming out of wherever the game is, and you're not gonna see a lot of that this year. But um, it should be still under again. It's sports, and it's sports that we I like to watch. So. Certainly yeah, you can't really like, you know, turn your nose up at sports at, th at this time of the year when your choices are 
other than that, like, I mean, maybe like a West Coast hockey game, some or like split squad baseball games. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that dead zone that we alluded to earlier. And that brings us to our last, do you care? And our last segment of the night. And we just brought this in just an excuse to talk about baseball because baby baseball is back. Mm. Spring training games have started this weekend. I watched the Yankees lose in a, a game to the Toronto or Buffalo or Florida Blue Jays. I don't even know where they're going to play, but yeah. they lost to them and it, it doesn't really matter, but it was fun to see the pinstripes on and games games starting again. It's I baseball is just like I, I'm so excited for baseball to be back. And oh, wait, do you care? Oh, uh, God, yes, I care. Okay, now you can. (laughs) Really, I've been. It's been pointed out to me that I'm really bad at like (laughs) playing this game because I just don't actually demand an answer out of Brandon. That's fair. There you go. Um, you know, like baseball is. It's something that I've been looking forward to, especially too, because fans will be back in the crowds, and once it gets a little warmer out. I will have absolutely no problem putting a mask on and sitting at Yankee stadium and just like enjoying sunshine and watching like a Tuesday matinee game. Yeah. I've, I really, I was fine last year. Like I didn't miss being at a baseball game. Mm -hmm. You know, there was so much, you know, and, and the pandemic is still raging. I mean, hopefully everyone can get vaccinated and, and this can be a, you know, in our, our memory, soon and you know just but we're a sports podcast we're going to talk about the sports aspect of this and i got the itch today to be like right with you sitting there at yankee stadium at and some point this season watching we, the game. like we were talking about it i think it was like last week or the week before like we were texting about um i i'm, I'm blanking on his name he's going to be on the 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 martian Oh, Jason and, Dominguez. Yeah. How you and I, if fans are allowed at Dutch at the at Dutch Stadium, we want to go see him to say like we saw him at, in Single A. Yeah. And like I've just had the itch since then. It's like I I just want to eat an overpriced hot dog, sit with my you know just lean back and and especially because baseball is such a per. It, I feel like baseball is like the perfect sport to be able to watch in the crowd during a pandemic because you can sit. It's open air. It's out in the open you can space it out and it still be okay. And it's just like, it's after a year now of kind of being cooped up and not working. I'm just like, I just want to go to a baseball game. I just want to, I just want to go sit, have like two beers, take the train to the stadium and take it home and just like, enjoy, enjoy seeing baseball in person. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, that's a, that's on the bucket list for, for this year. We'll see. We'll see what, what happens there. Has I guess it, it depends by state, right? Florida, they allowed baseball, you know, fans at stadiums. It, I know in New York, New Jersey, fans are back at the Garden and, and the Meadowlands there. So I'm assuming the same rules apply to the Bronx and the Queens. As far Talking as about I, the Yankees and the Mets here. As far as I know, yes, I think it's like 15% because I've been getting the the Yankee emails like asking like like for like single, single game plans or if you want to do like a, a nine game package for of of tickets i would venture to guess those rules will apply and they've been i know like i think it was like aaron drudge talked about like he's excited to be back around the fans again yeah just the the vibe there and i i heard aaron boone on the 
Yankees broadcast today talking about um, talking about just having the fans back in, in Florida. So and and the the boost that it gives them. So it it was really cool to just see Yankee fans or or sports fans out at games and and you've seen it you know s- sporadically depending on the state throughout the last couple months but and i mean like not even just like as much as i i'm obviously you and i are very big yankee fans but also it's like there's other things that i want to see with baseball now being back like the padres we talked about it last week with fernando tatis and they made a ton of moves so it's like can they act will they will they make a run for the nl west i want to see you know like i want I just I just want to see baseball and I'm so excited that we're kind of into the point where like I can put a baseball game I can put the Yankees on tomorrow afternoon because they're playing tomorrow at one so like I can listen to them or you know watch and I can I'm probably going to be tracking down games throughout the next couple weeks just to kind of feel like scratch that itch a little bit yeah I I'm really proud of you for reading the notes because my next question was going to be what are you looking forward to most this baseball season Certainly the Padres storyline is is going to be fun to watch and they've just really loaded up, especially the rotation. The Dodgers have mm-hmm. also loaded up and, and they're in the same division. Be really interesting to see. I think the Yankees are the team to beat in the uh, American League, but they just they have to stay healthy. And that's just a problem they've had. Yeah, and I mean, I'm still interested to see. I mean, the Rays, I know they lost some pieces in between. See, I mean, they traded Blake Snell, but still the Rays are, they're always kind of sneaky good. And, you know, I'm sure Boston is going to have a bit of a bounce back year. I want to see players like uh, like uh, Acuna in the, in the Braves. I think I, I may have Acuna, yeah. I, I just, like, it's just, just baseball in general, like, in the last like a year or two, I've gotten much more into it. Like I care, like I've always kind of kept an eye on it, but now I actually like I, I keep an eye on the whole landscape instead of just kind of focusing on the Yankees and whoever they're playing. Yeah, it's um, you know, there's a ton of just compelling storylines and stars in this game, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm excited to see Francisco Lindor and the Mets. And you know, I they're very intriguing to me just because. And like again, you know, like like I don't necessarily fault Mets fans for being excited. They have a new owner who's willing to spend to get them to a level where they can compete. But it's, at the same time, it's like, all right, like Francisco Lindor, that's an awesome move. And I want Carlos s- Carrasco. Yes, also so, equally awesome. Not as yes. equal, but also awesome. Yeah, and it's also like I want to see like, it, like I want to see them actually start to like show up on the field now. Because we've seen move the moves that the Mets have made in the past where it's like you think like, oh, this is the step the Mets are going to take. And then they just kind of like. Yeah. And so it's like I, I hope that I hope because it's it's more fun when the Yankee, Yankees and Mets fans can trash talk each other. So I hope for that sake, the Mets can turn into be a competitive team and not be like the Mets of the last couple of years. Well, yeah, you know, new owner Steve Cohen and and hopefully already has turned that team around and, and some of the culture and. You've seen that in some of the moves that he's been forced to make in the front office, and rightfully so. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. Um, today, and we certainly will. But um, also, but you look at the Mets too. They lost out on um, JT Real Muto. He mm-hmm. went back to the Phillies, signed a huge deal. 
They lost out on Springer. They reportedly didn't pay want to pay George Springer that much. And um, who's the, the last? Oh, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, who like trolled them out of town. So, you know, they still have a hell of a team. Jacob Degrom's the best pitcher. You know, I'd say Clayton Kershaw's peak is over, but yeah. back-to-back Cy Young awards. He's probably the best pitcher of this generation now. Um, it's last five years. Jacob Degrom is. It's my unbelievable pitcher to watch. How good he is! Like, yeah. and like, and he's one. He's back-to-back Cy Youngs where it's like the Mets may not win the games that he's pitching, but it's because he'll throw like eight shutout innings, and then they'll lose in the ninth on like a blown save. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, he's got really bad luck. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's incredible, and like this is such like a like this is such like a dumb thought in my head. But I remember when he cut his hair, the first thing I thought I was like, he's done. You cut really? that, you cut that hair like you can't let that hair go, and it's like all he's done since then is be the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, you know, you could see if the Mets end up getting, uh, you know, they've been rumored to be in on the third base market, whether it's uh suarez and in, in cincinnati or chris bryan in chicago um you know hmm. will, will they continue to add there you know i i don't know we'll, we'll get into a major league baseball preview closer to the season but um it, it's just gonna be it's gonna be really exciting and there's a lot of young stars and um it's just gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch Yes, right, Jerry. We're we're uh, our time's done for tonight. So oh, you got yeah, anything it, it, else before we? Oh, uh, last. Do you care? Okay. Bonus. Do you care? You're not even prepped for this. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna fire from the hip. This is something you pointed out to me because I wasn't even aware. Earlier this week, Aaron Judge fixed his teeth. <laughs> Jeremiah, do you care? This is signature smile is now altered. And this is what I'm gonna say. Yes, I care because that man has the smile that looks like he he's got an 80 home run season smile. Oh, that's what I said. I said that to you when I saw it. It's like you were like, "What? Oh no!" And I just well, just you, like you texted me, Aaron Judge. Oh no, or something like that. No, I, like, I whatever it was. And you know, this guy's been just hurt all the yeah. time. And that's you know the first day of spring training or very close to the first day of spring training and i'm like oh shit what happened (laughs) it's his teeth and it was like so surprising because like i didn't see it pop up on my timeline until like i was on twitter and i was going to the trending stories and i see aaron judge and i had that same yeah pit in my stomach feeling and i was like oh god what happened or it's like it it was i was it's just you get the that feeling and you're like oh no and then i look and it's like aaron judge has a new smile and immediately it was like, like the room just kind of like, it was like, woof, it just hit me. And I was like, he is about to tear through the league. It's God willing. Uh, yeah. It's, it, I mean, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's my hot take. Aaron Judge is going to smash a bunch of home runs because you can't have a smile like that <laughs> and not, and not just absolutely mash. I would ask you if there's anything else you're looking forward to this week, but we're going to end on that note. Yeah. Jeremiah, plug your stuff again. How, how do we follow more of this ridiculousness? So you can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeremiah on air. And also I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jeremiah on air. Uh, actually last night I did a stream with my wife where 
I was playing some Call of Duty and she just sat there and roasted me. It's for like an hour recording. I did not. I was not able to watch this. It is. It is on. Right. It's on my channel. Okay. Yeah. So you can you can go back and watch it. We played for like an hour just because it was a little late and I didn't want to keep Sam up too late. But it was your wife, Sam, not me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I so. This is the, the craziest thing with my life is I've been blessed to have two Sams. One of my best friends, you, and then my wife is also a Sam. And so she's actually going to do another. Sh- we're going to do some more streams together just because it was very overwhelmingly positive from my friends who watched and the people who are in the chat. So yeah, twitch.tv slash Jeremiah on air. You can watch me play video games and be very, very okay at them. Very, very average at best. And you could reach me on Instagram at Sammy Favs and of course, follow the Chasing Points podcast uh, Instagram feed. And thank you again for listening, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for making Chasing Points part of that. So again, thank you very much, Jeremiah Wood, for filling in for Brandon again this week. But I promise he will be back this week and we will do what we do so on behalf of jeremiah i am sam thank you for listening and uh we'll talk to you soon